DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Football Fridays are presented by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscape, and irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. All right, question of the day, part two. We were all watching a couple of games last night. Either you had two screens set up, you were flipping back and forth, whatever it was. The Jazz were annihilating the 76ers. BYU is just taking it to Oregon. Just hammered the 12th-ranked Ducks. And no, they won't be 12th-ranked for very long. What more can you say than wow? Zach says, well, BYU owns the Pac-12 all around. 4-0 in football, 1-0 in hoops. Yeah, geez, man. Did the Pac-12 blow it by taking the wrong team from the state of Utah? I think that's obvious. <laughs> oh, you're a beauty. <laughs> Drive that conversation. Did they blow it by taking Colorado and not taking two teams from Utah? Yeah, I know about the cable and satellite TV bills, but come on. What's the model for the conference, and who's hey, doing the winning? Don't get me started on cross-country and volleyball. And soccer and softball. Oh, the list never ends with the Cougars. Clint says total dominance. I'm not used to BYU looking like they've got the better athletes. I could get used to it, though. (laughs) Clint's ready. Dominate top 20 teams. The better athletes. That's code for more black guys, isn't it? It is usually, yes. (laughs) That's supposed to say it. Either that or it's uh, code for cheating because you've upgraded. But in BYU's case, yes, it's code for the team isn't, uh, isn't uh, almost all white. Yeah, this is an exciting time to be a Cougar basketball fan because, you know, the team has had a very nice schedule here. You're playing your first three games against teams that were NCAA tournament teams last year. You know, it can change from year to year, but um, that's all you can do. And so they're not playing cream puff cities here anyway. And, you know, they expect them to win at home. Uh, and they did. And, and Portland is not a true road game in the sense of uh, being at, uh, I think they named Phil Knight, named that yeah. after his son. But it's not like going to Eugene and having 2,000 students yeah. screaming at you and the arena's yeah. packed. And but it's still, still a good, yeah. And I, I mean, I wasn't there, obviously. I was just watching it. And it sounded like typical of BYU. There were a lot of BYU road. fans. Yeah. yeah, you could hear a, a audible cheer when the Cougars would score. So they, that's what they do. If you want to just say it's because of the church affiliation, as I've said a million times, it doesn't matter. Butts and seats are butts and seats, and they'll cheer for you. But you have to be excited about BYU basketball because I think we can all agree that Mark Pope has brought a new enthusiasm to the program and – you know, he came along at the right time where the transfer portal was such a big deal, and he's obviously mined that very, very successfully. It wasn't as near a deal uh, at Dave Rose's time. It was going in that direction, but it is a big-time thing here. And when you look at what this program can accomplish, right, they're two-for-two two on NCAs. We know the first year was COVID, but nevertheless, they certainly would have been in the NCAs. I think we all agree with that. So they're two-for-two. Two. I was thinking about this this morning, knowing that obviously we're going to be talking about BYU hoop. They get four-for-four four going into the Big 12. That is just incredible because you're going into a phenomenal basketball league one that has a ton of passion in many, many places and is as big time as you can get multiple programs having won national titles and not, 
you know, back way back when, very recently in the modern age, and you're going to play against them, and you've gone to the NCAA tournament every year, and you're getting 18,000, 19,000 people to your games, and they can broadcast your home games. I don't know how it's going to work television-wise with them, but I would think that they would use BYU TV as when I was getting information that they were going in the Big 12. Part of the leverage that they were using was the BYU TV, so you'll have access to you know nondescript, uh, non-conference games that your family in Oshkosh can watch and all that stuff. you got to be excited about BYU basketball, that is for sure. One thing about beating Oregon, PK, is that Dana Altman has built a really good program there. The last six years, you got one year there was no NCAA tournament. You got another year where they were in the NIT. But the other four years, Sweet 16, Sweet 16, Elite 8, and Final Four. I would say Phil Knight has built a great program. Yeah, Phil Knight. Dana Dana Altman, that's fine. Dana Altman, standing on Phil Knight's shoulders, has built a great program. Standing on his wallet, which is actually taller than his shoulders. Oh, nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Has has built a great program there. So, is this another Sweet 16 team that Oregon has? Did BYU beat a team that's that good? Now, they're counting a lot on transfers, so maybe you know, you're know you a Sweet 16 team in March, but maybe you're not at that level because you brought in one guy from Oklahoma and one guy from Syracuse and one guy from somewhere else who's starting. I can't remember where he's from, but it was somewhere back east. They had a graphic up early in the game. And so maybe Oregon just isn't together as a team yet. Maybe not. Uh but that's the kind of win on a neutral floor. Uh, that is absolutely, we get to March and uh, who's in, who's out, and who's seated where, and that's the kind of game. I mean, the San Diego State win's good, but it was at home, so you're expected to get it. But to get what will probably end up being a really quality win on a neutral floor, and that's, that's a big-time positive right there. Yep. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, you know, you can say as much as you want about Oregon's integrating new guys, but so is BYU. So are so many schools this time of year with the way the transfer portal is gone. So that's, you know, you did it better. David actually posts here, they played well on both ends of the court. Their version of the blender was running to perfection. We can talk about this with Tim Lacombe coming up at 9 o'clock, but they had the ball on the left side of the court to the right side to the left, switch side, stretch the defense, and then beat somebody off the dribble who's – Tired and closing out poorly. And they just did it again and again and again. Easy win for the Cougs. They won big. When we come back, Riley Jensen, college football insider, mental performance coach, joining us. Next, we'll get his take on Utah and Oregon. The big game of the week, not just locally, but nationally. And we will get to that next. Stay with us.